Hallelujah. God is good. All right, we're going to go once again to the book of Acts chapter 3. Hallelujah again. Read, read some few verses out of there. Praise God. Been doing that the whole year. Hey, how about that? We're about ready to tap into December. My goodness. You didn't think we could preach a series this long, did you? <laughs> Been a lot of months. Praise the Lord. Acts 3, verse 19. Of course, Peter talking to the group there. He says, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times, you know, it says, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now, we, of course, last week talked about a little bit about that, about stepping into the presence of God through thanksgiving. I guess it wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago now. Uh, but anyway, that's the last time we met on a Wednesday night. That's what we talked about. And so, uh, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, verse 20, and that He may send Jesus Christ, who has preached to you before, verse 21, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. Everybody say, times of restoration. Hallelujah. A lot of restoration going on. Hallelujah. And there's a whole lot more yet to go on. We're not done yet. God's not done yet. Look, smile real big at your neighbor and say, we could use a little bit more restoring. Amen. Come on, right? I mean, is it all done yet? It says times of restoration of all things. So I haven't tapped all things yet. Now we're moving toward things. and We're moving toward all. Amen. But uh, we haven't necessarily got it yet, so let's just keep on grabbing hold of what's ours, amen, until we see the fullness of those times come to pass, amen, of course, which God has spoken by the mouth of all His holy prophets since the world began, amen. Praise God. We get to live in these times, amen. That's pretty big news, amen. So let's go back to Acts 3, verse 19. It says, Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, that, so that the times of refreshing may come from the present. Okay, uh, give me the Amplified on that. Thank you. Uh, verse 19 in the Amplified of Acts 3 says this, So repent, change your mind and purpose. Okay, so he's talking to these folks. He's telling, you know, uh, you know we, want, we want all this to manifest for you, but it's going to take, it's going to take something happening. And so he started with repenting, repentance, uh, you know, so uh, that just means, and in fact, it kind of defines it right pretty good there. It just means, you know, to change your mind or a change of, of thought. Amen. Here it says a change of mind and purpose, okay, which would actually turn into purpose because if you change your thoughts, you'll probably change your purpose. Come on, somebody. And it said then turn around and return to God. Of course, talking to uh, the people, uh, you know, God's people, but he's letting it be known, listen, uh, you know, there needs to be some change going on. How many know sometimes in order to get some things done, there's got to be some change? Can't be afraid of change. Come on, somebody. I said you can't be afraid of change. You know, the, you know there's the, the progression of, of growth in God, you know, going from glory to glory, faith to faith, strength to strength. So you can't ever go to another level without some kind of change happening. I mean, well, you know, you might be in one level of glory, but in order to, to tap the next level, that means there's got to be some change that happens to reach that level. Right? Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So uh, he was saying, listen, 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 there's some things for you here. And uh, all this is going on. In fact, they just had a great miracle that happened. And then he's talking and preaching and everybody's, you know, getting upset about things. And, and he says, listen, you know, so repent, change your mind and your purpose, dude. And turn around and return to God. Why? So that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. So that the times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of the heat, of reviving with fresh air, praise God. Hallelujah. May come from the presence of the Lord. I like all that. That's good. Amen. That's pretty good. Praise the Lord. Uh, so repent. Amen. Stop, turn, go the other way. Amen. Change your mind. Change your thoughts. Change your purpose. Praise God. So, amen. So we're going to talk a little bit about, about uh, this. Uh, something happening. Something, uh, in a sense, the best way I could say it, it that it's, it's a cause and effect. Okay? Today I'm actually going to title the message, Cause and Effect. Okay? So... Uh, there's an effect that happens, and in this particular case here, uh, there's something that, that creates that effect, amen. He's saying, listen, what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to change how you're thinking here. You're going to have to change, you know, your, 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 your mindset. You're going to have to change uh, your way, uh, you know, that, that, that way that, that that thing, that thought process is going. We're going to have to modify that and change that and modify your purpose here, and you're going to have to turn, and you have to return to God. Amen. If you want, you want to see God move, well, then move toward God. I said, if you want to see God move, you're going to have to move toward God. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, one of the things that, um, you know, growing in the things of God, you know, I mean, I, um, somebody says, well, what, what denomination did you come out of? I, well, I come out of heathen. Uh, that's what I was. Um, you know, we used to read First Fleshalonians a lot, and, uh, you know, and uh, so... Uh, you know, I was just heathen, so I get saved and, and uh, come out of what I was doing. And, and I started, you know, basically cutting my teeth on, on more of a faith message. And, uh, in, in the, and basically the, the messages that I heard um, basically were, were all pretty much pumped it to you about cause and effect. Because, you know, if you want, you want to move toward, if you want to see God move, then move toward God. Stop sitting back there in your lazy boy thinking, you know, waiting for God to do something. Come on, somebody. God's waiting for you to do something. He's waiting for you to release faith. He's waiting for you to pray the prayer of faith. He's waiting for you, praise God, to get out there and do something. Amen. He's, amen. He'll empower you, but we just got to get you moving, praise God. Amen. And so anyway, I, so I appreciate what I cut my teeth on and, and uh, you know, and the message that I heard early on. And, and uh, so it, it kind of prodded me uh, to be a doer. Come on, somebody, and not just a hearer. I said it prodded me to be a doer and not just a hearer. I said it prodded me to be a doer and not just a hearer. Because it gets it's tempting to just be a hearer and get all fat on the word. Come on, somebody. And then you never do nothing. And then you wonder why something didn't happen and we get all upset at God or we get upset at the church or the preacher or the message or or whatever, or uh, maybe mad at our spouse, or whatever we decide to get mad at just to make us feel better. Uh, but in all honesty, it, just, it might just be the fact that you're not doing anything. Now, I ain't looking at anyone in particular, so don't go bowing your head on me. Come on now. Amen. We've all been guilty of these kind of things. And uh, so, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about this. And so, uh, everybody say cause and effect. All right, cause and effect. Now, it's a kingdom principle, all right? And uh, the word cause, if you looked it up, it just means this, that which produces an effect. 
And an effect is that which is produced by a cause. Okay, well, and a, a cause can be an action you take, a decision you make, a choice you make. Could be, you know, something that you did, uh, responded, you know, uh, you know, a step you took, whatever. Now, an effect could be the results, the, uh, the achievement, the outcome, the consequence even. So if it wasn't, a, you know, depending on what kind of a decision you made might determine whether it was a, you know, a good, a good effect or a bad effect. Hello, somebody. Right? So let's just, real quick, before we get to the text, we really want to hammer on today. Um, let's just look at a few verses, okay? Just talk about cause and effect, okay? Uh, just kind of in reference to this one, uh, how about uh, James 4? Go to that, verse 8. says, draw near to God, right? And what happens? Draws near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So he makes some, make some transition, makes some change here. But it starts with drawing near to God. What happens when you draw near to God? Cause and effect. What happens? See, cause, you drew near, you made a decision to move toward God in some way. Okay, whether we're talking, you know, you, you did something, you know, whether we're talking uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically, something you may use, turn, made a decision, I'm going to move toward God in some area of my life. And when you did that, the Word says He, amen, the effect of that is that He will draw near to you. Good news. Somebody says, I just, just feel like God ain't around. Well, maybe you need to start moving toward Him. Well, you know, if God's so big, he just come, he can just, you know, he can just, no, that ain't how it works. Cause and effect. All right? You want God moving and involved in your business? Then move toward him, praise God. Uh, let's back up a verse. Throw a verse at me there. Verse 7 of James 4 says this, Therefore submit to God, but here we go, resist the devil, and he will flee. Everybody say cause and effect. Okay, you want the devil to flee? Well, stop playing patty cake with him. You gotta be, there's got to be some kind of resistance in you. Now, of course, it starts and it works best when you're first submitted to God. We're not going to take away from that. But it's cause and effect verse, see? Uh, resist, you know, when you start resisting your enemy, amen, the Word says he'll flee. Most of the time we got people say, I wish the devil would leave. I wish the devil would leave. Resist him. Stop playing games with it. Everybody say cause and effect. Okay, if you don't resist, you know, he just thinks he's welcome. You know, we always use joke around, but it's really pretty accurate. You know, you let him, you think you're just going to let him in and feed him a little bit, and he turns around, next thing you know, he's moved into the master bedroom. Huh? You let him in the back seat, pretty soon he's driving. We don't, we don't, no, we resist. Amen. We resist the enemy. What happened? He'll flee from you. Uh, give me another verse. Let's see what we got here. What did I give you up there? Uh, Luke 6. This is a good one, right? Give, and it'll be given to you. Now, in context, it's all about your generosity, okay? So he's talking about giving of substance. Giving to be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. We all love that. Right? I love that stuff. You know, pressed down, woo, shaking together, woo, running over, yeah. It'll be put into your bosom. I like it. Keep it coming. With the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you. Cause and effect. Well, it never comes my way. Cause and effect. If you want it to be given unto you, you got to be willing to give. That just had a lot of enthusiasm in that one. We better move on because you might not like me no more. Huh? Everybody say, cause and effect. 
Okay, here's another. Galatians 6. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, whatever a man sows, or we could say whatever a woman sows, it ain't just men, it's mankind. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Cause and effect, right? Verse 8, he defines it. For he who sows to his flesh or toward his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, ruin, refers to really a miserable life. Come on, somebody. But he who sows to the Spirit, or his Spirit, really we could say, will be of the, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. That's just Zoe life, okay, he's referring to there. So he's referring to a quality of life, not just talking about someday going to heaven, okay, not just talking about a quantity of life, but a quality of life. So the point being is this, you sow towards your flesh, you do things that just feed your flesh, guess what? Cause and effect. Come on, work with me or we'll stay with it. Cause and effect. You sow towards your flesh, guess what? You reap corruption. That's just the way it is. Ruin, decay, destruction, just miserable. Literally means a miserable life. But he who sows to the Spirit will have the Spirit reap an everlasting life, a good life, an abundant life, the God kind of life. Come on, somebody. So what life do you want? I said, what, kind of, what life do you want? You know, let me throw in a, a, a statement at you, okay? The effect desired determines the cause required. The effect desired determines the cause required. So if you want everlasting life, if you want that quality of life or the the abundant life, the God kind of life, then you're going to have to sow toward the Spirit. You're going to have to do things that feed the Spirit man. Come on, sow toward the Spirit. But if 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 you want to reap corruption, if you want to reap a, a life that ain't no fun, uh, a life that's full of, of decay and ruin, well, you just keep feeding your flesh. Somebody said, well, I don't want, I don't want corruption. Well, okay, so, so what do you want for a, an effect? Well, I want everlasting life. Well, then, okay, then that determines the cause. So what do you have to do to get that? Come on. So spirit, come on. This, we're, listen, this, it's all over the word. Amen. If you, it just shows you that God is so good about showing us that if you know what you want in life, then this is what you do to get that in life. Amen. Are you still with me? Yeah. I think that's the cool thing about the Word. See, a lot of people preach that, you know, God's just going to do whatever God wants to do. Well, you didn't read your Bible then. Because the Word is filled with verses dealing with cause and effect in our lives. Sometimes we have, the enemy has place in our life because of what the cause, we made a decision. Now listen, you can't get all mad at everybody else and get all mad at God and, 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 and call it the supposed will of God because something miserable happened in your life. It could be you caused that effect. Now we're not saying this to condemn you. We're just saying if you know that there are sometimes decisions you got to make you know, a different cause to get a different effect, well, then so be it. We do that. Well, I wish God was more in my life. Well, then draw more nigh unto God. Move toward God. Well, I, I, wish, I wish I had more income in my life. Then be a giver. I mean, it's just, it's just well, you, I just don't have much. Well, God didn't say anything about how much you had. God just says be a giver. 
Think beyond yourself a little bit, okay? And then what happens? And it comes back, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give in to you, into your bosom? Come on. Are you still with me? Let's try one more before we get into our main text here. Somebody said, wow, that's a long lead. Well, well, hang on. Matthew 12 and 35. A good man out of the good treasure, that word, if you look up, means deposit. A good man out of the good treasure or deposit of his heart will bring forth good things. Saying the same thing is just another way of, of him wording it. Still, still, again, it's Jesus talking. So somebody that, that wants to bring forth good things, well, they're going to have to deposit good things. You with me? An evil man out of the, an evil treasure or deposit brings forth evil things. Okay? What kind of deposits you want? Now, of course, you get to going along in verses prior to that. He's talking about the abundance of heart, the mouth speaks, and it goes on about you know, guarding your words because it's dealing with the fact that uh, your words, uh, you know, your words, you gotta, well, he's, you're going to be called on your words. Come on, they're important. Right? By your words, you're justified. By your words, you condemn. In fact, we use that verse, I think, on Sunday. Okay? But the point being is this, okay? If you want to, you know, in this context, if you want to be one that speaks the right things, has right things coming out your mouth, well, then you're going to have to feed on the right stuff. Input, output. You know, it's, you know, it's just same thing. You know, what you eat, you become. Input, output. Come on, that's just, you know, you know, investments, profits. I mean, it's just, you know, you know, sow, reap, seed time, harvest. Amen. You know, you want good ground, then you're going to have to be sowing that word in there. Come on, somebody. This he's saying, listen, if you want the right things to come out, then you're going to have to sow the right things in your heart. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Amen. So, everybody say cause and effect. Cause and effect. effect. Lots said there in just a short time. Amen. Let's go to, since we're in Matthew, let's go to Matthew 7, verse 7. Here's one. And this will, we'll hang out here a little bit today. Ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it'll be opened to you. Verse 8, for everyone, oh my goodness, this is for everyone? <laughs> I, I just think it's for a few folks, right? Surely it's not everyone. For everyone who asks, receives. Some people, well, I ain't receiving. Well, then maybe you're not asking. And he who seeks, finds. I think, I don't know if it's the... I think it's the Phillips translation. It might even be in the Amplified too, but uh, it says that everyone who asks always receives. Everyone who seeks always finds. And to him who knocks, it will always be opened unto them. So, let's look. Everybody say cause and effect. All right. So, uh, for everyone who asks receives, everyone, uh, or he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Well, I, I'd like to receive, and... And I'd like to find, and, and I'd like those doors to open, praise God. Well, then you got to be a, one that asks, one that seeks, and one that knocks. Are you still with me? Yeah. Come on now, this will give you answers today. 
Okay, verse 7, put that back on the board. Let's take a look at this a little bit. Ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it will be open unto you. We're going to spend a remainder of our time dealing with this uh, verse here. All right, praise the Lord. The word ask, okay. Um, Ayatiro, I think is how it's pronounced. It just means, it means to ask or to call forth. Uh, it means to desire, to crave something, or to require something. It refers to a petitioning of the will of God. Okay? This word ask refers to a confident request. Okay? So it's somebody, this word ask here is somebody who is asking with the intent to receive. Okay, there's a confident request. I mean, they're, 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 they're confident. Everybody say confident. confident. Okay, so they're, they're asking. See, the, if you want to be the one that, that, that it's given unto, then you're going to have to say, you're going to have to ask with the intent to receive. Some people, well, I'm asking God. No, you're just hoping. Or you're just a wishing. There's some wishing and hoping. And oh, they know. <laughs> date myself again. Amen. But anyway, so uh, a lot of people just, you know, they're just, they're just hoping uh, for something or their, you know, their, their, their desire is that that would happen, but, but they don't stop and really ask with a, with a confident request. They're not asking with the intent to receive. See, this is what faith's all about. When you ask, you better be confident. Hey, uh, this is your, why? Because it's in the word of God. It's the promise of God. Praise God. This is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if He hears us, then we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of Him. Why? Because it's confident. Amen. So, well, I just don't. Then get in the book and find out. If, if there's a promise in there and, and you say, well, 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 I'm asking because Pastor Jerry says I could ask. Well, then you're not real confident. It's like the, what was the, uh, sons of Sceva, what was it, what was it? They were trying to cast that devil out of that guy, and they got, you know, beat up and ran out the door buck naked or something. <laughs> something like that. And uh, so before he ran him out, he says, uh, you know, you know, he said, they said something about we cast you out in the name of, of Jesus in whom Paul serves. Preaches, whom Paul preaches, thank you. And so, before that devil looked on him, he said, you know, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who's you? Amen. Now, the point is, they didn't know who they were. Now, we kind of flipped this on the other side, and you're asking things, but if you don't, you don't, you're not confident about what you're asking, well, then, you know, chances are it may not manifest. Because you still have a question mark. Let's look at a few verses here just to kind of settle it a little bit. Uh, let's go to verse, uh, let's see, is it James 4? Is that right? James 4, thank you. Uh, you lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. Uh, I guess I could go into all that, but I think we'll leave that. Uh, you fight in war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. Everybody say, you do not have because you do not ask. Now, of course, there's more in context of this, but I think it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty accurate uh, principle here. A lot of people just don't ask. I said a lot of people don't ask. 
Uh, let me give you another verse on this one. Give me that uh, John 16. That'll work. John 16, 24. Look, I love this. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Okay? Sometimes it just, right there again, it's just showing, okay, until now you haven't asked anything. Okay? A lot of times here, listen, a lot of times we've discussed it. We'll talk it with one another. You know, I'm believing God for this. Well, great. Have you ever asked Him for it? Well, He knows. Ain't how it works. Everybody say cause and effect. They said, give some answers. Sometimes what happens, we, we discuss it with them, and what it does is it appeases your conscience because you know what you should be believing for. You know what you should be receiving. You know what should be happening in your life. And so we, we discuss it, and we, we kind of tag it with, you know, I'm believing God for this, and I'm, I'm praying for this. And then you have to stop and ask yourself, am I believing? And am I asking? Because I found that most people don't. They just assume because they've discussed it that that's all they have to do. No, the Word says you got to have this confident request. You ask with the intent to receive. It's nothing hard about it. There's nothing complicated about it. What you want might be 100% the will of God for you to have. But have you really asked? Have you released any faith with a petition a request with confidence and assurance because it's in the Word of God and it is the promise of God and all the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him, amen. See, a lot of times we just discuss it and we just, and we just assume. It's not, nothing hard. There's nothing complicated about asking, okay? But we have to ask. But it pays to get, you know, find out by the word, get the word of God alive in you, so that when you do ask, you can be confident about the fact that this is mine. This is my promise. Amen. Amen. Give me another verse on that. What else did I give you? Another few, I think a few of them in John here, didn't I? John 14 and 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. This is John 14, verse 12, now 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Why? Well, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Cool. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. God's wanting to do it. Come on. They're wanting to do this. Amen. All right, give me another one. Let's see what else we got here. John 15 and 7, praise God. If you abide in me, Jesus talking again, and my words abide in you. That's key. Come on. You're connected with Him, and you got the Word working on the inside of you. Why? Because you'll be confident then. And you will ask what you desire, and it will be done for you. Do you desire that? Yeah, I desire it. Is it, is it scriptural? Well, yeah, I believe it is. You believe or you know? Do you know it is? Yes, I know it is. Okay, where is it at? Well, it's in there. Where is it at? You got, sometimes you just challenge yourself. Okay, where is that at? Before I go to talking God about this and asking, I want to find where it is. 
Amen. Amen. I'm going to know the reference. Why? Because it's, it's right there in John. It's right there in Colossians. Amen. It's right here in chapter 3 of Galatians. Praise God. I mean, whatever it is that you're believing for, whatever promise it is, find that promise. Get it working in you. If you're abiding and remaining in Him and His words are remaining in you, what happens? You will ask what you desire. It even says what you desire. That's amazing. And it shall be done for you. What happens when, you know, you just kind of nonchalant out there and you're really not anchored, confident, you say something, then it don't happen. And what happens is you start, you start modifying your belief system. Pretty soon you're not believing God even does that. Pretty soon we're thinking, you know, really that, that all passed away. Or you start believing that, you know, maybe God in His infinite wisdom thought I shouldn't have that. Or maybe, you know, God... You know, maybe just God, just, you know, sometimes the answer's no. Is it a promise? Well, yeah, then it ain't no. What happened is we're not being confident in our asking. You know how I know you're not being confident? Because you're already wavering. Because you're already starting to you know, modify how you think and how you view it and how you view God and how you view your belief system and you're already adjusting everything to try to fit it. Why? So you feel better about yourself. Because I, I wouldn't want to think that you start modifying it just so you feel better about yourself. No, if something ain't manifesting, you just, just go back and think, wait a minute, I'm not receiving. It's not being given unto me. Maybe I really didn't ask. Maybe I wasn't confident when I asked. Maybe I just threw something out there and just kind of, you know, maybe I, was maybe I was just, you know, kind of throwing a teaser at God. Come on, we do that with each other. Well, you know, I was just kind of hoping maybe a, you say something, you know, and then everybody's like, oh, get some thinking. No, that ain't how God works. That ain't how you should ever work. Come on, somebody. But the bottom line is this. Amen. We ain't just throwing teasers out there. It's the word. Give me another one. What do we got here? Let's look at another one here. Do I? Yeah, there it is. That's the one I was looking for. That's the one I quoted earlier. Now, this is 1 John 5, 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, then what happens? Now, what's his will? Most of you know it's His Word right here, that Word that's sitting in front of you, that Word you're reading right here. This is God's will. Amen. So His promises are His will. Are you still with me? Yeah. Come, on. Come on, now don't shut me off. No. This gives answers. There ain't nothing complicated about any of this, but you gotta be, you got to get yourself assured and confident on the inside when you're asking things. Know, know what's going on. Know what you're asking for. Amen. If you're believing God for healing, then bless God. Get yourself anchored in it. There's, amen. Don't waver at that. If you believe in God for a breakthrough financially, then stop wavering on this thing. Get this thing working in you, praise God. And if God starts, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but if God starts making modifications, hey, do this, do this, do this, believe this, you know, change this, then do it. Move forward. But, but at least you're going to get results, cause and effect. So this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. That's promise. Verse 15. And if we know that He hears us, okay, so how are we going to know that He hears us? 
Okay, back up. Verse 14. How do we know he hears us? Come on. Because we've asked something according to his will. So if we've asked something according to his will, we already know he heard us. We don't have to go, hey, God, are you up there? Hey, God, just in case you didn't hear me the first time. Right? How do we know? Because we asked something according to his will. See, that's where faith comes in. Listen, okay, the Word of God says this. That's the promise of God, so bless God. I'm standing on this. You might believe in something concerning your marriage. You might believe in something concerning your, uh, raising your kids. You might believe in something concerning your business, your finance or something, or your health or whatever. Believe in something concerning maybe you're, you're, you're dealing with fear or anxiety or some kind of mental torment. There's promises, 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 promises in the Word of God that deal with every area of your life. Come on, somebody. And so you're asking God for something. Okay, well, first... Find the word, find a promise. Nowadays, there is nothing complicated about finding the promises of God. There are books galore that have promises. They they did all the homework for you. A hundred promises to a stable marriage. A hundred promises to a stable family. A hundred promises to raising your kids. A hundred promises. I mean, it just there's books, 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 books. We give away a bunch of them. Are you with me? Am I, am I being too intense or something today? Y'all doing good? There's promises. So if we ask according to his will, see, according to them promises, then we know he hears us. And if we know, verse 15, if we know that he hears us, then huh? whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked. Why? Because we know he heard us. And if we know that it hurts, it's because we know we ask something according to his word or his will. Are you still with me? Now that's, so everybody say cause and effect. Okay, if you want to receive something, if you want to have that given unto you, then part of it's going to be asking, asking with some confidence. Do I have any more on that one there or not? Mark 11, oh gosh, you got to have Mark 11. Somebody said, Brother Hagen wrote this verse. No, Jesus said it. Amen. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Therefore, I say to you, and we just got done verse prior that's talking about, you know, speaking unto that mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Amen. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, that's that same word. A confident petition there. Amen. Confident request. Some boldness and confidence. Assurance. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, do you believe that? Two of you. Do you believe that? Amen. You know, when you walk out of your prayer time, you ought to be confident that whatever you ask in the prayer time is being handled. If you come out of the prayer time more depressed than you went in, get your fanny back in there and get your confidence up. Amen, somebody. Come on, somebody. You shouldn't come out of a prayer time more depressed. Come on. More in fear. Come on. So if you're praying something and then whatever you're asking in the midst of prayer time, amen, believe that you receive them and you will and you will and you will and you will have them. 
The promise after promise. So all he's asking for that to happen then is this thing called ask. Okay? So you're asking with the intent to receive. So when you're asking, you're believing that you're receiving it. Why? Because it's in the Word. Are you still with me? Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Let's look at another one here. Go back to that Matthew 7, verse uh, 7 again. Ask, and it will be given to you. Here we go. Here's another one. Seek, and you will find. Are you glad you came out on a Wednesday night? All right. Here's another one. Okay, so if I ask, it'll be given. Okay, so if I ask with the intent to receive, I ask with a confident request, it'll be given. If I seek, I'm going to find something. Right? A lot of times, you know, we're trying to find something. We're trying to get answers. Right? Anybody ever need an answer? Well, I just just don't know what I'm going to do about that. Okay, so then you need to find something. Well, I just don't know what I'm going to... No, you need to find something. Well, i just come ask you, Pastor. Okay? Sometimes it works, right? You know, sometimes the pastor has the answers. Sometimes he don't. But you can seek and you can find. Okay, so this word seek, okay, means again to seek with the intent to find. Okay, which is important. Come on. Uh, Z-T-O, Z-T-O, Z-E-T-E-O, I think is what it is. Z-T-O, and it just means, it refer, it's a form, actually, a form of worship. Uh, it refers to an endeavor, an inquire, or a yielding. Here we go. It means an inward movement to align oneself with something. Now, that's pretty key. An inward movement to align oneself with whatever it is they're trying to find. So they're seeking with an intent to find something, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to find it. I'm not just, well, you know, if it just happens, it happens. Well, mm, oh, there's my verse. That's not necessarily seeking with intent to find. Come on, somebody. But you dig. Amen. Come on, somebody. Seeking with intent to find. Amen. You are aligning yourself. I will do whatever it takes to find what I need. You need an answer? Find it. Amen. So you're going to have to seek. All right? If you lost your keys or you lost something, amen, you need to seek it. You're looking for it. Amen. You'll, and depending on what it is you lost, maybe if it isn't important, you just kind of nonchalant, whatever happens. But boy, if it's something important, I lost my ring. Oh, man, you're tearing that couch apart. You're flipping chairs. You're underneath the, in the car with a flashlight looking underneath the seats and, and you're behind. Little, you got, what are you doing? You're seeking with the intent to find and I ain't stopping until I find it. But if you're just kind of nonchalant with it, just kind of casual with it, uh, whatever, it'll just happen. You know, if it's God's will, it'll happen. In the meantime, you go on and, and, and something bad just keeps happening. Come on. Something, you know, the enemy still comes in and takes and steals and destroys. And you're sitting back, well, you know, if it was meant to be, 
It was meant to be. No, this is where seeking and you will find comes in. You need answers. You need a breakthrough. You need a turnaround. You need this thing dealt with. Amen. So you're seeking with the intent to find something. Now, the reason that's pretty key, um, because uh, it refers to an alignment, something inwardly, you're doing whatever it takes to align yourself with what I'm seeking after. Now, that's pretty key, because sometimes the Spirit of God will talk to you about your alignment. You know, we have vehicles that need an alignment once in a while. You know, we're going down the road, and we wonder why the inside of our tires all bald and chewed up and you know and you pull it in you say I don't understand bad these tires are these are miserable tires he go no you just need an alignment no these tires are miserable no you need an alignment ah, I don't that car's perfect I don't need no alignment it's just just bad cheap tires no you need an alignment we get you thing towed right or whatever they call it, you don't get it all aligned, your tires won't be chewed up like that. Now you've chewed them up so bad, now you got to go buy new ones. Well, that's Les Schwab's fault. No. Your car needs an alignment. You know? Come on now. That's what happens a lot of times. We get going in life, we think, well, I just don't understand. We get, get mad at everything and it's everybody else's fault, or God didn't come through, or no, we need an alignment. Oh, it's not so bumpy now. Or oh, it's still, you know, it's a little bit more. Ah, this is, amen. Well, things work better when you're aligned, amen. So this seeking is referring to an alignment, amen. You're being aligned, amen. There's a, you're, you're seeking with the intent to find. So because I, I have the intent to find, I will do whatever I have to do to find this. So if that means there needs to be a modification or a change in my view, my understanding, how I'm doing it, the way I'm approaching it, then so be it. I am seeking for uh, a solid uh, marital relationship. Well, keep doing what you're doing. It just gets worse. You need an alignment. Oh, that's how it's supposed to work. Sometimes it ain't nothing tough. It ain't nothing big. It's just a little alignment. Maybe it was your approach. Maybe... Uh, you know, maybe you need to. Maybe you need to be more of a listener. Just saying, we're not working on your marriage tonight. But the point is, there's all kinds of things that you're seeking answers. You want to know how this or why that? God might be uh, wanting to talk to you about. You know, you're seeking answers concerning your health or something. I remember, Spirit of God, just simple things. You know, you stay away from that. No. She's messing with my coffee. Anyway, actually, I did give up a lot of it, didn't I? Isn't that something? Yeah, look at that girl. But there was Spirit of God dealt with me. You know, them bacon double cheeseburgers. You just can't have that many of them in a week. <laughs> oh, stay off that, Pastor. Leave us alone. 
Well, if you're seeking for answers, maybe there's certain things. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you're not making declarations about your health. If you're seeking God, you know, with the intent to find, maybe the Spirit of God's trying to deal with you about standing on your promise. Make a declaration. If you're really looking for answers here, then this is what we start doing. Are you still with me? Yeah. So an alignment. All it was was you just had to get an alignment. And pretty soon, all of a sudden, now it's starting to flow and work. Let's read 7, uh, go back uh, to chapter 7, 7 and 8 again, because I want, let's read this. Uh, yeah, leave it at 8, just leave it at 8. There it is, 7, Matthew 7 and 8. For everyone, 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 everyone who asks, receives, everyone who seeks, finds, listen, we're talking about everyone. Everyone who knocks, those doors will open. Well, if, it, if we're not receiving and we're not finding and it's not opening, then we can't get mad at, 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 at everything and everybody and God. And there, maybe we're just, maybe cause and effect here is, 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 is throwing us a fit here. Maybe the, maybe the effects that we're getting right now is, 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 is because of the cause, what we're doing or not doing. All right, let's look at this thing. Six, six finds, okay? Uh, we're in Matthew. Go to that one in Matthew again. That one you had, six. Matthew 6. There's 33. Common verse, right? Seek first. Seek first. The same word, seek. Seek with the intent to find. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, His ways, right? I'm going after kingdom. It's about kingdom. If I, just, if I seek God and I seek His ways, right, what happens? Cause and effect. All these things shall be added unto you. What things is it talking about in context for those that remember? Remember what it is? All the things the Gentiles are seeking after. So he's saying that the Gentiles are seeking after this, after that, after this. And he says, he says that, you know, they're, they're all chasing all this stuff. But he says if you just seek the kingdom and His ways... All those things that the whole world's chasing after will be added to you. Amen. See, the point is, if you seek Him, everything else seeks you. It's cause and effect. But the same thing, seek. Sometimes we're not really seeking. We're not really, we're not really going after the kingdom with the intent to grab hold of more. We're, we're just kind of surface Christians. I know it's none of you. It's only people who didn't come tonight. Come on, right? But we, it can happen. They just get casual in their, their thing, and they're just, they're not really seeking. I said they're not really seeking. We're just, we're just kind of floating along, and, and you, know, uh, you know, I want, you know, just enough to let everybody know that I'm saved. I got fire insurance. Come on. We're not really seeking kingdom. We're not going after his ways, His principles. We're not really going out after, you know, His uh, righteousness. We're, we're really just about our own life, and we're trying to fit God. Are you still with me? Are you still glad you came on a Wednesday night? I'm, I'm starting to feel like I'm losing a few of you here. 
I'm just saying this stuff works. There's the promise that if you seek, you find. So the problem is we just, just, we just don't seek, really. We're not really asking. We're not really knocking. We're just kind of floating along. And uh, it, it isn't hard. It's just you got to make some changes, a little modification here and there. But, you know, you got to, you know, listen, I know when I'm in prayer whether I'm in faith or not. Sometimes you just put it on autopilot. Thank you, Lord. You have your whole your verses and you chew your verses and you pray in the Holy Ghost for a little bit and you go, Amen. And you get up and go, and you have to stop and get on. There wasn't an ounce of faith being released there. But you felt satisfied because I, I had my, you know, my hour of prayer time. But if you're real and honest with yourself, you know when you sat down there, are you connecting or not? Yeah. Are you have presence or not? Yeah. If you don't back up, regroup, what, what, why waste any more time? Now, I didn't say you get up and run away from your prayer time, but I tell you this, if you know you're not connecting, stop for a second or two, get yourself connected. If you're, this is that seek mode. I'm going after His ways. I'm looking for His answers. I'm looking for His word. I'm looking for His uh, wisdom, His counsel, His direction. Come on. And if I do that, all this other stuff just chases after me. I don't have to chase it. I just go after Him. So if you seek, you will find. It's a promise. So we think, well, I ain't fine. Okay, then, then there's, there's the cause and effect thing isn't, isn't clicking. Well, actually, it all works. It's just wrong cause getting wrong effect. Right? Yeah. So I need, if, I, if, if I know the effect that I want, then it determines the cause that I do, the required cause. Okay? So if I'm not uh, uh, receiving then maybe I'm not asking. If I'm not finding, maybe I'm not seeking. Hmm. Give me another one. Let's see what else I got here. Uh, if you were, uh, Colossians 3.1. Uh, yeah. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, or Christ is uh, see, uh, seating right now at the right hand of God, right? It goes on to talk about uh, set your mind on things above, right? Okay, so seeking. Okay, seeking things above. Are you seeking things above? Well, that's, you'll, you'll know, Right? Come on. I'm going after the things above. Everybody say seek. Seek, seek with intent to find. Give me another one. Let's give another one. Let's see what happens here. Oh, this is a good one. Hebrews 11.6. I'm so glad I put that one in there. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. That just means to bring total satisfaction to, to His heart. Amen. God still loves you whether you're in faith or not, but I'd rather please Him. Amen. Come on. For he who comes to God, this explains it, he who comes to God, must believe that He is, that He's present. So this kind of ties into that whole thing. If you're going to come before God, then be connected to the living God. Understand, He's alive. He's re- come on, we connect. Hallelujah. He is. Hallelujah. And it says, I love this, and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. In other words, if you seek, something's going to happen. I said something's going to happen. Let's see, I thought I put something in here, a little statement here. Our actions position us. And our expectation rewards us. Amen. So that's, that's seeking with the intent to find something. Amen. There's reward for it, praise God. Are you still with me? Yeah. Amen. Uh, you know, I, I threw these uh, statements in here. I'll just go ahead and throw it in now. Um, but, you know, if you will ask 
in a way that the average man never asks, then you will receive what the average man will never receive. If you will seek in the way that the normal average person out there never does, chances are you, what's going to happen is you're going to receive, you're going to find the things that the normal average guy out there ain't never going to find. That's what sets you apart. Part, if you really want to understand, that's part of your light. That's part of you being the salt. That's part of you being the difference maker. Because people ought to be able to look at your life and go, how come that's all working for you? I mean, you asked God and he did that? You were seeking God and he showed himself strong. How come that? I mean, what is it about you that makes you so special? Well, I'm glad you asked. You know, it should be part of it, right? All right, let's look at the last one. Uh, let's see. No, and uh, let's go back to, uh, uh, back to Matthew 7 and verse 8 again. Uh, for to everyone who asks, receive. To everyone who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it'll be opened. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, the word knock, crowo, uh, the K-R-O-U-O. Okay, I think it's pronounced crowo. And it means uh, to, to rap on something hard, what, but talking about with, with intent. Okay, And so you're, you are going to beat on that till that door opens. Okay, It means calling attention to something. It means taking initiative for admittance or access. Okay, So to knock means literally taking initiative uh, to access or to, to you, you want in. Okay, So you're going to do what it takes. So that door opens, whatever it is, all right? So knocking with intent for it to open, all right? So again, it's no different. You're asking with the intent uh, to receive. You're seeking with the intent to find. You're knocking with intent uh, for that to open. Praise God. Amen. So again, dealing with confidence of coming in. Amen. Uh, you know, was it, uh, I was thinking about... Uh, you know, the old, remember the old pictures of Jesus knocking on the door? Remember those? I mean, I remember we used to have, a, you know, the, um, when I was a kid, my folks made me go to Sunday school, and, and I just remember walking into that church, and I just remember this big old picture had Jesus standing at the door. I just remember just kind of, wow. And I'm thinking to myself, why aren't nobody open? <laughs> you know, he's sitting at a door knocking, you know, and, and I'm thinking, you know, well, he's been, you know, we all look at it and refer to it, you know, as him knocking on the door of your heart and wanting in, praise God, let him in, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and hopefully when he knocks, you do let him in, praise God. Uh, I believe God, uh, I believe the Lord is pretty confident in his knocking. Come on, somebody. And so he's just asking us to be just as confident that when we're knocking and needing something open, needing something happening, praise God, well, then let's stay with it. So the idea is here, well, it's not happening. Well, what about it? Well, it's just not happening. Well, stay with it. Well, stay with it. Well, it ain't, no, he's, that's what he's referred to. If, if, if it ain't, just stay with it until it happens. Don't back up. Don't you quit? Don't you stop? Stay with it. Well, what if? No, 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 no. Get it real. Ask, seek, knock. Come on now. Stay with it. Praise God. Give me a, give me a couple verses here. I, 
I'm, I'm kind of almost questioning some of the verses I put on this one, but, but, but I'm kind of dealing with the area of this boldness and confidence thing. It says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. Give me a couple others. These are some ones we've even read on Sundays. Uh, Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Give me another one. Hallelujah. Uh, Hebrews 10 and 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Now, so those are all verses dealing with this confidence and this boldness, praise God. Amen. But I had a verse that hit me when it was in praise and worship today. So let me find it. Okay. I think it's in Numbers. And uh, let me find it here. Hmm. Here we go. Talking about Caleb. Numbers 14 and 24. Amen. Now this man says this, but my, uh, my servant Caleb, I mean, Numbers 14 and 24. All right, you get just okay. You're okay with me? I'll do a rabbit trail here a little bit. Okay. Uh, my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit yes. in him and has followed me fully and I will bring... Uh, bring into the land uh, where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Of course, talking about that mountain. Come on, somebody. And later on, I don't know if I got the verse on it, but he said, give me my mountain. What's he doing? Knock until it opens. That's exactly what he's doing. The word said he had a different spirit. That's what he said about Caleb. He had a different spirit. Why? Because he was a guy willing to go after whatever it was his. He didn't back down for nothing. He was the guy actually that even kind of, you know, him and Joshua, but mostly Caleb that, that interrupted all these others that were trying to whine about the promised land, having giants and all that. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. Caleb's like, hey, hey, hey. If God said we can go in, we can go in. He had a different spirit about him. See, that's the kind of spirit he's talking about when he says to, that we knock until it opens. You have a different spirit about you, praise God. It ain't like going to be like the normal person. The average person ain't going to do that. The average person is just going to get mowed over, and, and that's just the way it is, and they just go on and say that's life, and, you know, life just stinks, and, you know, it's the way it is when you're married. <laughs> that's the way it is when you're raising kids. <laughs> you know, that's just teenagers for you. <laughs> you know, terrible twos. <laughs> And they go on, that's where they live. No, not in my house. Not in my church. Come on, somebody. Uh, when we, amen, you got to go after it. And if you ain't willing to go after it, what happens is it just goes on and it keeps taking, keeps stealing, keeps destroying. Cause and effect. There's nothing complicated about it. Amen. But you got to stick with it. Okay, when you're asking, amen, understand what you're asking. Know what you're asking. When you're seeking, amen, know what you're going. Know what you're going after, praise God. Have it settled on the inside. When you're knocking, don't you back up. Don't you quit. You stay with it till it happens. And if God makes adjustments in your life, so what? Make an adjustment. Make a change. Amen. Get yourself more anchored. Get yourself more secure in who you are in Christ. And then go after it. 
Give me my mountain. That's mine. Amen. There's a lot of things that we just give up on. And I can go things in my own life that I, you know, you just go along and pretty soon it's like, oh, I'm just so, I'm just so tired. I'm just so wore out of that. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to talk about that. And then the Spirit of God says, fine. I guess you don't want it. Well, I want it. I was just, you know, because of, hmm, I guess you don't want it. Well, I want it. Well, then get after it. Well, you, well, then deal with that. Then ask. Then seek. Then keep knocking. Was I too, too intense tonight or something? Everybody just go. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just think cause and effect. There's just so many things in our life we just, we just settle. As Christians, we got no business settling. We're not the world. We're not the world. The world is in a place where they have no God. They have no hope. They're, they're beyond the covenants of God. They don't understand any of it. And so they go along in a hopeless state. They just, you know, wonder, you know, if there really is an afterlife and wonder if there really is some, or maybe we're just going to someday die and be buried like some dog or something. Or, well, I just, you know, and they're just kind of all like this. And then pretty soon you got Christians going around going, yeah, I just wonder myself if... Had a, a little sit down with a, uh, he's a friend, he's in the world, and uh, had some questions about some things, and, and I appreciate it because he wants to, you know, he wants to, you know, he's asking me stuff, you know, and uh, wants to know about this and about that, and I'm not going to get into all the deals, but, uh, you know, he's a little worried about this and a little worked up about this, and I'm just saying, well, listen, these things happen, I understand, but, you know, this is why we believe God. Why we trust in God. Now, here's what the Word says. And, you know, of course, he's sitting on the other side of the desk thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to get a sermon. Yes, you are. <laughs> you asked. Now, it might be in your office, but you asked, right? And so here it is. This is what the Word says. And because of that, regardless of how it looks, you can trust God to move on your behalf. Amen. By faith. And of course, I have a little sermon on faith. Amen. What that means to believe. Come on. Amen. And this is what's the difference between somebody without God and somebody with God. The other day, uh, I can't remember now what we were dealing with, and somebody, uh, can't even remember now who I was talking to, and they just said, man, I mean, you know, at least going through this situation, well, I can't even remember what it was now, but that's just what we were thinking. At least in that, you know, you, you, got, you got a God to rely on and depend on. And you think, you know, you just stop for a second and think, the world doesn't have that. Okay? And so when you're acting like the world, like you have nothing to depend on, then, you know, we have to regroup here. And you are not going to get to heaven and say, the preacher never told me. That ain't going to happen. Not in this house. Are you hearing me? You did too know, and you did too hear it. Come on, somebody. But it's cause and effect. And so if you're not receiving, you may not be asking. Or maybe you're not really asking in faith. If you're not finding, you're probably not really seeking at all. Come on. 
You're probably not in seek mode. Did I say that first one's ask, second one's seek? So you may not be, you, maybe when, when you were, you said, well, you were going after it until God said, let's make a little change. And he said, ah, ah, wait a minute. I ain't going to do that. Well, then you're really not seeking with the intent to find. Okay, you're knocking, but then it got a little tough. The pressure's on. It didn't look like it was happening. And you quit. Well, then you must not want it to open then. Because it says if you ask, you seek, and you knock, these things will happen, praise God. Cause and effect. It says to everyone who asks, receive. Everyone who seeks. Every, I mean, my goodness, that, that, that includes a lot of people. And then you have to determine, am I one of the ever ones? Well, yes, I am. Well, then, then ask with the intent to receive. Seek with the intent to find. Knock with the intent for that door to open, praise God. Amen. Give me my mountain. I ain't backing down till I walk in it, till I have it, praise God. Anybody get anything tonight? Yeah. All right, praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Hallelujah. We'll call her quits on that one. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's good. Hallelujah. You know, um, I always, uh, I like, one of the things I like about the word is it gives you the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is what happens when you do this. This is what happens when you don't do this. Come on. If you want this, this is what you do. If you don't want this, then don't do this. It just it gets pretty simple. And so, you know, to me, it's cause and effect. So when you understand, you go into that way, then you kind of police yourself, you know, you know and, and, and maybe people don't like to do that, I guess. I don't know. But to me, it's about, you know, have a little bit of, you know, confidence in who God's made you to be. And if you got to make some adjustments, make some adjustments. Stop, you know, stop being so insecure about everything. Come on. Make some adjustments. Amen. And move toward, toward kingdom. Move toward, amen, these things of God. Make, move toward God himself and let God show himself strong. God wants to show himself strong on your behalf more than you want him to. He just says, you know, you know, make movement, cause and effect. And most of, most, I can't probably say all of them, but most of the principles, what it takes for them to manifest is pretty simple. Pretty simple. You know, to enter into presence, we'll start with thank you. <laughs> nothing complicated about that. Cause and effect. You want presence in your prayer time? Get into a mode of thanksgiving. Get into a mode of thank you, Lord. Thank you. And just start. And, and, and all of a sudden, you tap. You go through a gateway. You come into a, a courtyard of presence. And all of a sudden, things are different now. And it wasn't hard. It just started with some thanks. See, most of the things, it's so simple. It's just so basic and simple. Ask. Well, I'm not receiving. Well, then maybe you asked wrong, or maybe you really didn't ask. I'm not finding. Maybe you're really not seeking. Well, it ain't opening. Maybe you're really not knocking. And that's okay. Just you police yourself, and you say, you know what? 
I'm not, I don't think I'm doing this right. I need to get more into this thing, get this thing working in me and alive in me, praise God. I'd rather step back, regroup to get it right so that when I step back into this thing, we get something done. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It just, you know, to me, instead of going on with some facade, <laughs> that's a whole nother sermon. Amen. Just get real and, amen, things start working and happening and then look, God gets all this glory and you get to live an abundant life and everybody starts wanting, hey, I want some of that. And so praise God, all of a sudden now witnessing becomes easier and how it's supposed to work. Amen. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Thank you so much for the principle of cause and effect. Thank you so much that we're a people that ask and seek and knock. Praise God. Father, I give you praise. I give you honor. That we're not only ones that ask, we're ones that receive. We're not only ones that seek, we're ones that find. Not only ones that knock, but we are ones, praise God, who see those doorways open, praise God. And I give you the praise and I give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.